Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Ah, there we are. Good morning, everybody. It is time. I'm so excited for this. I'm Matt Tobacco from SmokingTobacco.com, and I am once again joined by my beautiful wife, Mrs. Smoking Nicole. Uh, this is the Smoking Tobacco KMA Takeover. That's right. This is you're on the right channel. You're in the right place. It's Saturday morning. I got my coffee, my cigar. We're excited. We are dialed in, ready to go. We have an amazing show. Lots We're, of guests. Lots. We have lots of guests. Not one, not two, but three guests. All from the same company. It's all It's all related. We have a whole thing planned. Very excited to be here. First, I want to just say huge thank you to Abe and the AMA guys for inviting us and allowing us to be here. It is truly an honor to be here not just on KMA, but doing a full takeover. Um, it really is. It's special. I'm so excited. We, uh, we have our third member of the Smoke and Tobacco team, um, someone who I love very much, Mr. Jonathan M. Carney, not of LaFleur Dominion today. I need to stress that, John. I think we need Good to morning. stress that. You are from Smoke and Tobacco. Um, so, John, welcome on to we're, – we're here. We did it. We're, we're taking over KMA. We did. <laughs> we did. We've been – We've been talking about this for for weeks now, almost more than months, I guess. And uh, it's been like, this is kind of like Christmas, like having the opportunity to do a takeover. Uh, we've had a lot of talks internally about what we were going to do. And um, the guest today, I, I had no influence. I'll be honest again, nobody ever believes this. I had no influence over the guests today. Matt actually... And Nicole actually set this up on their own. I, I truly had nothing to do with it. And I know it sounds funny, uh, but when we get to the guests and what people have seen on there, Matt actually asked them himself because uh, I told him I wasn't going to do it. I said, I'm not going to ask him. I'm like, if you want to do all three, you got to handle it. And you did. So uh, we've got something fun today. It should be excellent. I brought out some crazy cigars. I've got <clears throat> Factory Press 2, my I favorite LFD of one all of time. Uh, I know you should have. Ah, uh, and then, uh, and then I also got, in honor of uh, the man himself, Lito Gomez, I've got an original release chisel, double wow. arrow chisel. Wow! So I was gonna smoke a El Museo, uh, but I only have one of those here at the house, so I didn't want to uh, smoke my last one that I have here. So, but I do yeah. have some special cigars for the occasion. It's funny. I I almost grabbed. A Los Libertadores. I only have one. And I was like, I kind of want to save that for when I go down to the factory someday. And I'm like, I'm going to smoke that down at the factory. So I'm going to hold on to that. But I almost grabbed that. Then I was going to grab the factory press. And I didn't. I don't know why. But I have uh, the cigar formerly known as M. 
And I have the TAA Golden Chisel, the 2021 TAA from LFD, which is perhaps my favorite cigar from LFD right now. Uh, as you know, I've talked about the cigar at length. Love the cigar. Nicole, Nicole came out of the gate yeah. like trying to trying to flex. So <laughs> not trying to flex, but I am uh, smoking Andalusian Bowl. I figured I'd just go big. Yeah. Right with my coffee so Saturday she, morning. She, you know, she came out of the gate I, hot. You know. I mean, she didn't try to flex. She did flex. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Oh, man. So, you know, one of the things I think that's worth mentioning um, on the show this morning is we lost. Well, we didn't. It's really not our thing. But the Queen of England has passed away. That's big news this week. Um, the longest reigning monarch in England, Queen Elizabeth, has died at the age of 96. Um, it's crazy. I mean, it's now there's now there's a king in England now, which ha there hasn't been a king since like the early 50s is when she became queen. So, I mean, it's the change of reign now in England, which is crazy. I mean, you know, was, you know, it was interesting. <clears throat> I, I read this last night and I, I know, Nicole, you you lived over there for some time, but they God save the queen, which is the, the national song of of the United Kingdom has now been changed to God save the king. I thought that was pretty interesting. I never even really thought about that. Um, so I saw that last night, and that, that was an interesting change. Can you imagine your mother dies and you become king on the same day? How bittersweet that must be. Yeah, or it's definitely twisted. Or if you think that Charles is as stone cold and as black-hearted as I think he is, I think he was more excited about being king. I don't think he really lost any sleep over the death of his mother. That's an interesting way to put it. I know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I feel like he didn't lose any sleep over it. <laughs> He's just been waiting. No. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like come on, when are we going to wrap this up? I want my turn. I'm getting old, too. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, don't I thought know. she was going to outlive him. She's been... <laughs> she was you know, you got to give it to her. I mean, she was 96. I mean, that's not easy to do. I mean, you know, that's she lived, a, she lived a long life. I mean, you know, seriously. I mean, good for her. I mean, that was awesome. Um, but no, I mean... It's, He's looked... He looks... He does not look like a young man. He's not a young man, but he's not violently old. I think but, he's uh, 70 something. I think he's 74 or 76. Yeah. yeah. But he, but if she would have made it to her mid hundreds, she had a chance to outlive him. And that would have been really interesting. And, but, uh, you know, I, I would just ask, you know, they said when they announced that she wasn't doing well, I wonder if Charles was the first one there and might have like been like, you know, hey, you know, let's just let her rest in peace now. You know, maybe they're like, well, no, no, uh, you know, Prince, they, she's got a little bit more in the end. No, don't worry. Let's let her be in peace. It's what she wanted. Um, and I said, I don't trust the guy. I just don't trust him. Carney, Carney's, Carney's throwing out the conspiracy theories this morning. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's interesting. It keeps, it keeps everyone on their toes, I guess. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. So no, we are, we are excited to be here today. We have a, like I said, we have a great lineup. We have a great, um, great set of guests some three handsome young men three handsome young men um that you know we will get to in a minute and i'm so excited carney is excited because carney actually gets to you're in an interesting position today without really get, giving too much of it you're in a very interesting position today because you're, you're not sitting on the same side as them you're going to sit on the other side of the table and you're you know like you were on the you were on the flavor the smoke night live last night when the uh the the nfl yep. style uh cigar company draft that you guys did which by the way i just want to say for the record i think carney did a great job 
Um, he, got, he, he had my votes. He had my votes the whole time. Uh, I, I came out in support of Carney. Um, but no, I mean, you're uh, so you're you did that last night. You got this today. You got you get double duty here. This in this uh, little 24 hour period. I do want it to be known that my first pick in the draft was LFD. I did pick them. I did pick LFD first. And uh, and I also told people during the swap rounds that if they tried to swap and take LFD, that I would never forgive them. Um, but looking at the draft was fun. I know there's been some conversation in the comment section. Um, I only got 9% of the vote. I finished last, but I created a powerhouse um, of, of a company. I mean, it was incredible from the top down. Of course, the goat's bragging about it. He won. But the, he did, the thing he did. I dreamed of, well, I dreamt about it last night. And there was some stuff I would do differently next year, like some things to sabotage uh, some of the people that were ahead of me in the swap side. So yeah. if I ever get another chance, I will draft slightly different uh, just because the snake draft where you go from one to four and then four to one. And the last pick we had was a swap. I, I could have easily picked someone that would have sabotaged uh, any of the uh, any of those in the group. So it was fun, though. It was really cool. I'd never done anything like it. So it was a fun draft. Well, it was a great way to kick off uh, the football season. We are in week one. We have a lot of football to watch tomorrow. Uh, there's no game. I, there's no games today, right? I don't think there's any games today. Well, we got college football today. Big game at twelve. We got uh, Alabama at Texas. Oh, that's right. Roll Tide. Twelve o'clock. Yeah, Roll Tide indeed. Uh, tomorrow we got we got some NFL football. We're excited. Uh, it's that it's that time of the year. At least maybe not down to Florida or in the southern part of the country. But up here, in as you know, in New England, when it starts to get a little crispy out, the leaves start to change. It's uh, it's not just pumpkin spice season; it's football season. So, very excited! It's finally back. NFL season is here. Can't wait for it. Sunday, Sunday football. It's gonna Let's be a great time. I know. The, so, um, guys, you you think we you think you think it's time to bring the people on? I was, I yeah, think I so. think so. I, I'm, I've I'm, got, I've got questions that I need answers to that I don't know if they're prepared before? to answer. Okay. So, I mean, I think it's time we get them going and get them on the show and, and get this thing started here. I, I think, I think it's time. Um, let's, uh, let's meet your maker. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it. And stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Mr. Lito Gomez Sr., Mr. How you doing? Tony Gomez, and Lito, and Lito Gomez Jr., all three Good morning. of the Gomez men. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. How's it going? It's a uh, it's a beautiful Saturday morning. It's a KMA takeover. Uh, I'm lighting up the LFD TAA uh, 2021 Natural, which, as I was saying before, is perhaps one of my favorite LFD cigars right now. So I am uh, getting this going. I got, I was too excited in the beginning, and uh, quite frankly, a little nervous to to put all this together. So I didn't even start my cigar. Now I am lit. I'm ready to go. And it's just, it's exciting to be here with you guys. And we have John here too, who's, I should note, not a guest. Not a guest. He's an interviewer today. And is this the first show all three have been on? I, I, yeah. I think it I think it has. I, I think, think so. it is. So this is definitely 
uh, LFD history, at least. The LFD um, trifecta. The LFD trifecta is all together on one screen for the first time. Uh, it's going to create a very interesting dynamic. There's a lot of interesting questions that will be asked of them individually and as a group. So we uh, we have a lot to get to. So yeah. without further ado, you know, Carney, I want to bring Carney back up here for a second. Uh, this is this is a very like as I was saying before. This is a very special kind of interesting moment because for once you're not representing LFD today, uh, but LFD is here, and you're going to ask some questions. So, you know, I think it's I think it's only fair. I just I know you have a lot of excitement here. I, I think you should ask the first question because I, I'm curious. To you. I know you have a list ready to go. I feel I feel like this is when like Dwayne the Rock Johnson did the introduction to the Super Bowl last year for the kickoff. <laughs> so it, this is this is such a, a historic moment. So the first question uh, that I have is is kind of a two parter. Then um, this is going to be for Lido, uh, for Lido Senior here. Lido, when when you got started in the early '90s with your wife in this business, um, the two gentlemen that are on here with you, your sons weren't weren't even in the world yet. Um, well, your Tony was. <clears throat> but they weren't part of the business. So when you got started, did you one, see this as something that you were trying to build, pass down to the next generation and have them involved? And the second part is now that they are involved, what has been the most unique challenge for you in growing them in the business? You know what, you talk, you talk about a historic moment and uh, uh, when I saw the screen um, uh, where, you know, Junior and, and Tony and, and you and, you know, uh, and, and, and the guys uh, uh, from the podcast, you know, I got goosebumps and, and I, I took a picture, uh, a picture of the screen uh, because, um, it, you know, it's unbelievable and, and I don't know how it happened, but I'm so freaking happy that this, uh, you know, this is uh real and um you know the whole the families um uh it, it's all, all in the business and, and uh, uh there'll be uh, uh there'll be a great future for lafleur for many many uh, decades to come and um so to answer your question uh, i i had no idea um I was almost broke. I couldn't even have into a business, and and you know, and I started this as a business, basically just uh, to make money. Um, that that was my idea at the time. Uh, I was forty years old, and it was pretty much pretty much my last chance um, at trying something new as an entrepreneur. And um, so that that was that was the initial idea, and. Uh, so and 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 this this happened. I, I never forget this moment. Um, first time I get into a, a tobacco warehouse to go and get tobacco to start working. Um, the smell in that room, with all the piles of tobacco fermenting, uh, uh, with different times and 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 the aromas coming out of each pile, it was different because of. You know the time that they were uh, in 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 the pilones fermenting, uh, and I got you know that smell, that aroma just took over my life. It, it was something that um, it, it was like when you know the first time I saw my wife in us that I fell in love with her. Okay, 
that's just I'm saying that just to do good. Um, but this uh, what happened that day just changed my whole perspective of what I came to the Dominican Republic for and why I opened that business. Okay, and uh, so now I'm you know I just fell in love with it and this thing became my life uh, and. Uh, uh, all my whole day was thinking about tobacco and how I was everything that I was learning every day because I didn't know shit about this. And every day I was learning like a ton of things. Uh, and, and, and I was experimenting with every leaf of tobacco and I was chewing them and I was smelling them and I was, you know, I was looking at them and touching them and I, I wanted to know everything about the leaves. And, and uh, so this became like an obsession. And, and now, you know, I'm thinking, you know what, I'm, you know, if I'm blessed enough to be able to succeed in this, uh, and I didn't know how, um, but, you know, and then you have my admiration for cigar makers in the Dominican Republic and, and Nicaragua and other countries, uh, my admiration for all of them. And then I think, you know what, I want to become that. I want to build this company for my family. And, you know, I, you know, like my friends, uh, George Padron and Carlito, you know, they were second generation already. Uh, and, and you know what? And I, and I was thinking, you know, I want my children one day to be second generation and one day to be, uh, uh, you know, feeling the way these guys feel. Uh, uh, and uh, then at that point, you know, it, this became, you know, my uh, dream is to have what's happening today, to have you know, my, my two kids in, in, you know, in a screen and being all together, uh, you know, being part of La Flor Dominicana. Uh, so this moment is, uh, you know, it's like a realization of a dream. Uh, uh, and uh, I, you don't realize this in your work every day, but now I'm looking at it in the screen. I mean, it's just, uh, it, it's really powerful, really powerful. Uh, and, you know, uh, Companies, large, big companies, they come and, you know, they want to meet with me and then uh, they tell me they want to buy La Flor Dominicana, they want to buy the business, and, you know, uh, and I just laugh at them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> As you should. Yeah, <laughs> so I have a, I have a, my next question is going to be for, for Tony, and it's kind of a two-parter. Um, so, Tony, you know, after, you know, everything that, that Lito just said, um Obviously, yes, it's a family business. But, you know, when, when you have a business like that, that someone starts or whatever and you have kids and it starts to grow and become successful and there's always that possibility that your kids get into the business or, you know, eventually maybe take over that business for you someday. Um, it, it, I would say it's not a given, you know, that not every family business always gets passed down. Sometimes the kids, they're not interested in that. They want to do their own thing. Uh, but you and your brother are here right now. Um, so... The, the two-part question would be, the first part of it being, did you always kind of feel a sense of responsibility or I don't want to use the word pressure, but, you know, just was there always that that sense of like you felt you should be, you know, getting involved in the family business or you had to get involved in the family business? And, you know, the, the second part of it would be when you when you did, like, what was that like? You know, was it kind of like you went to you went to your dad and was like, you know, dad, like, I really want to be in the family business or can you like, you know, give me like a, a bigger role or something like that? Uh, like, how does that conversation take place? And I'm sure that was a special moment um, when, you know, you and your dad connect like, oh, we're going to we're going to do this together. Um, so so 
No, right? Because my uh, my dad never, even though, you know, I know he wanted it, he never showed it. In, like, he never pressured anybody. You know, it, it, my dad always said, listen, man, you do whatever makes you happy. You find something that makes you happy, you do that. Now, if that thing happens to be working with LFD, that I, I would love that, you know? Um, but he, he always encouraged me to do whatever it is that I wanted to do, you know, Wh whether it be work with the company or something else entirely. So it, it was never like, uh, like a pressure like that, you know, that, that like I had to do it or anything like that, which, which I really appreciate, you know, I think that was the right way to go, go about it. Um, so, so no, it, it wasn't like that. And, and to be honest, uh, you know, obviously I, I think the first time I really, I, I, you know, I got to college and I'm just having fun, man. You know, I'm not, I wasn't thinking about like my future all that much, you know, I was thinking about, you know, where my next beer is coming from mainly, but you know, I think it was sometime around late junior year or so that, uh, and, and I swear, I, I've told this story a bunch of times, but it's, it's like, I had like a, one of those, one of those kinds of moments of clarity. And I swear to God, I was like, I was playing beer pong at a party and I, and I just, you know, paused and started thinking, and I was like, you know, most most people don't get opportunities like this in their life, you know, and uh, it would be really stupid to not at least, you know, try. Right. So. So uh, I talked to my dad shortly after that. And then, uh, you know, we had a, we had a meeting. And this is a funny story, too. We had a, we had a meeting in Miami at, uh, at my dad's house, um, me, my dad and uh, and my stepmom, Ines, about, you know, what I was going to do, kind of what the game plan was, expectations, et cetera. Um, and uh, I remember about halfway through the meeting, you know, my dad, this is my dad at Blackberry at the time. Halfway through the meeting, my dad, you know, gets on his Blackberry and Ines and I, you know, we, we kind of stopped the conversation because we thought he was taking care of something, right? Something important. And then uh, he's, he's on his phone for like five, 10 minutes. Then all of a sudden, my little brother, he was very little at the time walks behind him and looks over his shoulder and he's like, hey, what level are you on? And Ines and I look at each other like, wait, what? You're playing, he was playing, a, what's that game you used to play? Brick Breaker. Yeah. We're not done with the conversation, but apparently he was. <laughs> but so yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we, we decided what I was going to do. I started off as a sales rep. You know, I covered the whole state of Florida. I had something like 200 stores and I, I did that for three and a half, almost four years. And then the, the eventual goal was for me to end up in Dominican Republic on the manufacturing side. Which is where you are now today. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you know, getting to the third, you have your younger brother now trying to emerge and kind of get his foot in the water with the family business. And uh, we're going to talk all about what he's doing. But, you know, for, for Lito Jr., you know, yeah. do you, it, it's got to be it. First of all, I, I know I know it's special. It's not that it has to be special. I know it's I know it's special that you get to yeah. uh, now do some things with your dad and your older brother uh, work with the family company. You know, your mom's involved in the company. So it's kind of like now it's your turn. You're the last piece of the puzzle. Um, yeah. And as most people know by now, uh, and if you don't, Lito Jr. has blended his first cigar, which will be hitting store shelves in October. I want to say, I think that's right, uh, in October yes. of this year, roughly. Uh, and that's going to be the LFD Soli or the Solis. And uh, that's 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 special. You now you have a cigar in the mix, too. Tell us yeah. what tell us what it was like when you had that first uh, conversation 
or that first moment where you know you, you're with your dad or your brother and you're like hey like i, I want to make a cigar now like it's it's my turn like what was that experience like yeah yeah man it's it's so kind of like um as tony said like i so throughout every point of my life there was lfp and i um so it was hard for me just to not be completely um infatuated by it and drawn into the family business so i knew from a very young age um probably like 11 years old or something like that that this is what i wanted to do at the end of it all um so obviously every time we um we were down I, I, every time i would go down um to the factory with my brother and my father it was just kind of um i I mean, you could ask him about it, but I know I was on his ass constantly about me making my own cigar. Like, I, I don't know exact examples, but knowing myself, I was probably like, yeah, I want to make my own cigar. Screw you guys. Um, so, yeah, I know that when I was around, I don't even want to say the age because there's going to be complications. But um, there was a point where I, like, I was in the office with my father, and I kind of, like, I told him, I'm like, oh, I'll make my own cigar. And then I remember walking off to that of the rolling room and supposedly the conversation was like, grab the best tobacco we have here, put it in a cigar and give it to me and I'm going to play it off as my cigar. Um, obviously, Lito found out about it and um, <laughs> he, he handled it. He handled, he handled it in um, a Lito way. So then, yeah, from that that door closed and then obviously he was like you're gonna do this you're gonna do it the right way so years go by and slowly as i start getting more familiar with the product and the whole process as is just because i was like getting older um i was around shit dude this was summer of 2018 i think yeah it was summer 2018, I was like, hey, or summer 2019, I really can't remember. Um, I was like, hey, I want them. Um, whenever you were 18, that's when it happened. Yeah, whenever I was 18 is when it happened, I guess. So, um, yeah, so I was like, hey, like, I think I'm ready. And he said, okay, I kind of had an idea of, like, what I wanted in the cigar. Obviously, I wanted to test it out. But, of course, we got his own process behind it so i remember he said um i showed him my wanted he's like um yeah i remember he told me that that was a no-go so he walks me out to the to the rolling room and there were just so holy shit dude it was i it was just a shrew which is just a tiny little cigarillo of just on leave super quick um roll just like and we have a giant table in the main rolling room. It was just like covered to the brim with these little shoes. And I'm just like sitting there kind of confused. And he's like, okay, turns around, walks away. And I'm like, what the fuck do you want me to do here? So it's going to um, be, it's overwhelming. I mean, you, you just kind of get yeah, thrown in the fire. Yeah, like, okay, now yeah. you want to be part of this. Now you got to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like, so on one side it was overwhelming. But at the same time, Lito is my father. So he's kind of used to this shit by now um don't yeah just go figure it out it's this is on you so um yeah man and then going through the process obviously 
it was extremely special. And I ended up walking away with a blend that was completely different than the one I had in my mind. And it was the one that I felt truly represented who I am and just like went along with the whole thing with the cigar. So yeah, that was, that was kind of it. It was, um, and I've been saying this a lot in, in a way, yes, it, 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 I did have some opportunities that allowed me to get here quicker, but like, this is a dream come true for me. So, absolutely. oh yeah. So overall it's, yeah, I, I don't think anything could take away that feeling. So yeah, well, I'm super happy about it. It came out great. And yeah, that's awesome. Now, another thing that's really popular right now, I, I, I can't wait to get to this because this is obviously hot, hot news with LFD right now. Yeah. Obviously, like uh, Tony's getting excited. I think he knows where this is going because this is uh, this is going to be a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of talking points for him because he has a lot of the answers. And, and but... <laughs> the comment section's about to get real rowdy. Just to warn people, the, yeah, uh, the Discord, Discord, Discord is in the here. house. They are in the house. <laughs> we are a family. First taper. <laughs> um, I have to smoke three of these tied together because I need more girth. <laughs> so I got the chisel. For reverse taper technology. <laughs> so, a few weeks ago, as, as a lot of people know, the LFD NFT went on sale, and they have all sold now. They are all owned by their individual owners. Uh, pretty groundbreaking for the industry. This is a very special NFT. Um, for those who don't know what an NFT is, it's a non-fungible token. And, and Tony, I'll, I'll let you kind of explain that a little bit better in a second. Um but first of all, just congratulations to you guys. You pulled this off. It was a fantastic project that you guys did. Very successful. I think I think it I think it's safe to say it had vastly exceeded its expectations um, for everyone who was involved in that. Um, I don't think anyone knew exactly what was going to happen. No, yeah. I, I I think a lot of people. To be honest, I think a lot of people were skeptical. I think there's a lot of people who still don't understand what the NFT stuff is. And they're like, well, what are they trying to do? Like, what is their end game with this? And like, you know, what actually do you get? And up until like halfway through the auctions, there was still people going like, oh, wait a minute. You get you get cigars with this, too? And it's like, yes, yes, there's cigars tied. It's not just an NFT. And it was like, oh, shit. And people kind of took a step back and were like, I really need to look at this. And um it, it, it was amazing. So, Tony, I, I want to bring Tony back up for a second. Tony, you you were the one that really kind of came up with this whole NFT idea. So I'm going to I'm going to throw this to you. You know, maybe just tell the tell the quick story of how this came to be and um, and what really got the ball rolling on this. Um, I guess so. So this started way back in, in 2019 um, when I when I started making this cigar, which is, you know, the, the Lonsdale version of the Andalusian Bowl. Um, funny enough, I, I was in I was in Madrid. I was in Spain, and I was visiting some retailers, you know. And I was looking around in their humidor, and you know, there's you know the, the Spanish, you know, smoke a lot of Cubans, you know. Um, and I'm just looking around at all the Cubans, and uh, you know, I, I at one point I look at one cigar, and I'm like, you know what? One thing these guys do get right is the sizes, man. You know, like I like I like the sizes. And then you know, I saw one in this size. It was it was the same. It was a Lonsdale. It, just, it looks so pretty, you know. And so I, I just kept a, a note of it in my head. And when I got back to the factory, um, you know, I, I, I had the bowl blend made in the Lonsdale size, you know, because I love that it's such a good blend. I just I don't smoke very big cigars. And I know my Discord family is going to be upset by hearing that. But I just I just don't like very big cigars. And, and I said, you know what, this this blend, I think, would be perfect in a Lonsdale, you know. So had the blend made up. 
lit it up and it was, it was like love at first sight you know this this became my favorite cigar immediately and, and ever since then for the last three years or so it's it's really what i mainly smoke but uh so this started off as an experiment first that you know that the idea was let me, I, I was just curious to see how far word could spread on a cigar without ever selling it or advertising it in any way you know just just word of mouth you know i handed out to when i visit a retailer you know give them one colleagues friends whatever and uh, I just wanted to see how that would spread. And, you know, before you know it, the, the office was getting calls for this cigar from people who I didn't even know. There were people that I didn't give a cigar to personally or anything, you know. So it was cool. The, the word had spread around and it's kind of kind of started to become this this unicorn thing. You know, people were looking for it. And uh, so then so then, you know, it, the thought was, OK, so what are we going to do? You know, we, I wanted to release it eventually. But I didn't know how I wanted to do something different and something special with it. And I didn't know what that was. And that, you know, I think that idea came almost a year later. This was like February of last year. Um, I came home from work one day, you know, I had my dinner and then, you know, I was on the couch smoking a cigar and I was reading Reddit. You know, I, I read a lot of Reddit. And uh, this was the moment when kind of the NFT thing blew up, you know, and, and I, I read about all these NFTs and, and they're going for you know, people are going nuts over them. And, and, and you know, I, I just started thinking, what the hell is an NFT, you know? What is this? And I go down the rabbit hole, man. I, I, I'm on YouTube, Google, everything, just reading and learning about what this is. And it, it seemed so interesting to me that, I, that it, the next thought was, okay, how, how do I get, how do we get involved in this, you know? And just had one of those light bulb moments, you know, I think I took a puff of the cigar and I looked at it and I said, well, shit, why can't this be an NFT? You know, why can't an NFT be a real thing? Why does it have to be just digital art? You know? So again, I started researching that and I found out that it could be done. You know, it, it hadn't really been done yet, but it, there's no reason it couldn't be. So that began the year and a half or so process um, of putting this together before we actually launched it, you know, um, and so, so that's how it came about, man. So my first question to the NFT thing was, and it's actually, I'm actually going to ask Senior about this because th this is the one I'm curious about. So, so for Lito Senior, so when Tony, when Tony goes, hey, I have this idea, and we're going to do stuff with NFTs. Um, what is what is your reaction to this? Like at first, what what is the initial reaction to this this proposal that Tony brings to the table? I, I think I actually texted you at like two in the morning, like, "Hey, give me a call as soon as you can." I have a crazy, I have a crazy fucking idea that might actually work. My my first my initial reaction was, uh, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> I had no idea what an NFT was, uh, and uh, uh, I, I mean, I I had to go and uh, and do uh, research and. Uh, uh, like Tony said, so far it was all digital stuff, uh, and uh, uh, and you know I was reading about it, I reading about it, and you know I I, I know uh, Tony was uh, 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 giving this cigar to his friends and and uh, and keep people in the cigar business, and uh, so uh, and the cigar was getting a name, and uh, so you know I thought, well it, you know. As crazy as it sounds, and uh, yeah, this thing may be a great thing. Um, it, it's like one of the things that I, that I always like to do is to uh, you know create excitement 
uh, for consumers out there. Uh, uh, create something that, that'll be, uh, whether it's um, a Salomon Unico with designs, these are people, you know, that are fun for cigar smokers. They're different. And, and uh, some people want to put them away and collect them, and some people will smoke them. Uh, and, but at the end of the day, it's just fun stuff for the consumers. Uh, and, uh, and that's what I always like to do. So I thought, I thought this would be uh, something that could really work. And it'd be, like you say, uh, groundbreaking. And uh, uh, not only for the cigar industry, for every industry. I mean, because everything, everything previous to this was digital. And uh, this is actually something tangible that you know you don't you don't only get the token the nft token but you're getting something that you can enjoy you're getting something tangible and, and uh, uh the more i the more i look into it the more i like the idea so uh, and uh you know kudos to tony i mean it was a, a, and the concept was great because uh, uh, you know re, some re, you know many retailers uh bought um uh some of the nfts and uh you know and they will be able to get x amount of cigars that they can sell to their customers to to consumers uh, and um and so it, it was very unique uh and if you know me i you know i i love to do things that are unique uh and uh so it, it was uh fantastic it was a great idea and tony and i had no idea what was going to happen uh if it was going to you know auction for uh five thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars or whatever we had no idea what was going to happen and um uh, uh you know uh but we took a chance and um uh, then you know we had to we had to we had to convince my wife that was the other that was the hard part later and you know she told me no a few times and you know Every time I bring the conversation, she say no. I say, okay, you know what? You're gonna you're gonna call Tony now. You are gonna tell her that you don't want the idea. He's just been working for a couple of years of this, okay? But you're gonna call him and you're gonna tell him that you don't want it, okay? And then uh, and then she goes, uh, all right, okay, uh, go ahead and do it. Uh, and uh, so finally, you know, decision was made. Everybody was happy. And uh, I gave Tony the green light, and uh, and the rest is history. Uh, and uh, uh, I think we made uh, we made history uh, with this uh, project. Uh, it, it's unbelievable. So, so what I so, took away, so what I took away from that so, was uh, Tony goes to you and tells you about this. And you and you're like, okay, let's do it. But even even you don't get final say. You still have to go to Inez. So Inez really has final say. At LFD, so it, 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 if she said no, it's like sorry, Tony, we can't do this. Uh, that said no. So, <laughs> so I'll tell you with the with the twelve years that I've that I've been here, I will say the the no answer coming from the other president of the company. Uh, a lot of times, probably the majority of times, has turned out to be. Uh, to be the right answer uh, on the line. She's done an excellent job, and I think Lito will attest to that um, and keeping everybody in the right lane. But obviously, the NFT concept was a success initially. But I, I think, you know, I think for, you know, for Tony on this and, and for what Lito is saying, the real success, which is what I think is confusing to a lot of people, 
is what comes next. Um, and I think that it's been stated that the support for the buyers that purchase these and the owners, which are being called the golden circle, is that LFD is going to back them up and continue to make this for a success. So do you see this initial success as the success of this project or do you see the long-term side of it as uh, is, is what's actually going to be the true success? Uh, you know, Connie, let, let me jump in. You know, there was one thing uh, about La Flor uh, uh, in, through our history, uh, and, and people respect that. Uh, um, when, uh, when we release a limited edition, we say, okay, it's 20,000 cigars. It is 20,000 cigars. It's not 20,001. And it doesn't matter how successful it is or how much uh, orders we, we get after the release and, and, and the opportunity to sell a lot more of those cigars. Um, we respect the limited editions. We say, you know, this is what it is and it is what it is. And, you know, people have learned to trust uh, our policies and, and, uh, and our, our philosophy. Uh, as a cigar making company, you know that that respect has helped a lot to the success of this release um, because it, it is going to be just an X amount of cigars every month, and that is going to be respected forever. And that cigar will never ever uh, be uh, sold in the market um, uh, uh, place. So um, I just wanted to, to um, uh, clarify that, just to make that comment. Yeah, it's it's a, a massive amount of trust required from from you know the the side of the retailers and the people who were bidding on this and ultimately won it. It's a massive amount of trust that they had to place in us, and you know that's that's I mean that's a huge sign, right? That means that our thirty years in or almost thirty years in this business have have paid off. I mean, you know, we we've built a good reputation because I don't think this is just any company would be able to do this and you know uh, uh, kind of have that trust from from the from the bidders. You know, I, I think it speaks to, you know, the reputation as a brand. Um, LFD is, is one of those brands out there that is, is very consistent. Uh, I, I know that sometimes, some sometimes you know, that they're not uh, always easy to find certain cigars, like the Andalusian Bowl. Um, but then again, that cigar is fantastic, and it's hard to keep up with the demand of a cigar that's, I mean, one of the best ever made, right? Nicole's smoking it today. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to ask another question because I thought it was interesting, and I, I like to hear I like to hear the response to this question. Uh, speaking about the original Andalusian Bull, um, someone had asked someone. We had talked about this a few weeks ago when I was down in Miami for the NFT kickoff, and then someone asked me in the Discord recently, and I couldn't remember all the details of everyone's answer. So I wanted to ask it here on the show. When you guys found out that the Andalusian Bull got Cigar of the Year. How, so I'll start with I'll start with I'll start with Tony, and then we'll go to we'll go to Lito Senior. Uh, where were you, and how did you find out that you just got one of the probably the biggest honors you could get in the industry uh, for something so special? So fun! It's a funny story. So they they announced that this got announced like a day before we closed the factory for the holidays, right? Um, so I had, I had been, I had already left, right. I, I, I went on my vacation and, and that year I went on vacation to, uh, to Uruguay, right. That's where my dad grew up and, you know, where my mom was born. So, you know, my, my mom and I, we went to Uruguay to spend the holidays with the family. Um, we had just agreed to a distribution deal with the distributor in Argentina. 
right? Um, and uh, the plan was that after I got to Uruguay, I was going to cross over, um, cross a little body of water there that separates them and uh, go spend a couple of days in, in Buenos Aires and do some events and do kind of a launch, right? So we had sent them in order, the order like the, a month uh, prior to that. But the whole process of Argentina takes a long time, right? With customs and registrations and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's a shit show. But so they had actually released the cigars, gotten the cigars in their possession like two days before I got there. You know, it was like just in the nick of time. And they just happened to have like 20 boxes of bulls in that order, right? At the time of ordering it, they had no idea, right? It hadn't been named number one yet. So... I was on the ferry crossing from Uruguay to Buenos Aires, right? And I swear, the timing was unbelievable. I was right, I was out of reach of the Uruguayan cell phone towers, and I wasn't in reach of the Argentinian ones yet. So I was in total no man's land, and I had no reception whatsoever. And that's the moment where it got announced, right? So I'm totally blissfully ignorant to it for like an hour. And, uh, when we we get close to Buenos Aires and my phone connects to the cell phone towers there, I, I had never seen anything like it, man. Just the amount of text messages and notifications, everything that entered my phone all at once, I, I didn't know what to think of it. I got scared because I, I, I what the what the hell happened, right? And before I could even check any of the messages, I get a phone call from Ines, uh, my stepmom, and uh, that's what the hell's going on, you know? So I, I answer the phone, and Ines. You know, those, those who know Ines, you know, know that she's, she's very, she doesn't vary a lot in her emotions. You know, she's, she's very kept together always, you know, but this is, I have never heard her like this in my life. The, the tone of her voice, she was like, oh my God, Tony, oh my God, congratulations. You know, <laughs> what, the, what, 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 we won, we won. And like, oh my God. And, uh, and it, it was such an unbelievable feeling. You know, I'm checking all my messages and then, you know, I, I finally, you know, arrive in Buenos Aires, I get off the boat. And my distributor's there standing, you know, he's standing there waiting for me with the biggest smile on his face. And he goes, Tony, you, you have no idea how significant this is, right? Argentina has never been at the forefront of the cigar industry whatsoever in any way. And you're here today. We got 20 boxes of this and we're doing a big event tonight. This is huge, you know? So... So yeah, you know, we you know, I landed, we 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 had a cigar, and then you know, we went to the event, we had an awesome event, man, sold out of everything. It was it was just a beautiful night and uh, the emotions were uh, it, it was it was like a very unforgettable night for me, you know. Senior, what about you? Uh, uh I was I was here at the factory, um just doing my work and and uh I usually don't pay much attention to the uh, like the daily announcements of cigar aficionado who gets number number what uh, at the top 25 and uh, I was just doing my work I was not even thinking about it and uh, and my wife called me and she you know uh, she was you know what little you know I had this feeling that uh, we're, we're gonna get the number one uh, and, and I, I say, yeah, okay, that's fine. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why, but, you know, uh, you're thinking that, but, you know, uh, I'm not worrying about that. Uh, I'm just doing my work here. And this, this thing about my wife, uh, it's like she's got a, she has a sixth sense, like 
um, when she, she tells me that something is going to happen, usually it does happen. Okay, uh, and uh, uh, so uh, conversation ends, and I just go around uh, doing my work, and then like uh, forty-five minutes later, she calls me again, and she's all going crazy. Congratulations, and you know this is amazing, and you know she she was just so happy, uh, and and. Uh, so you know, we talked for a moment, and and uh, and it, it was a great feeling. Um, and then um, uh, I hung up, and uh, immediately I went to the rolling room, uh, and I made the announcement. Um, uh, we stopped the music at the rolling room, and then I made the announcement. And you know, all the cigar rollers and everybody just went crazy. Everybody was so happy and, and uh, screaming. And and then you know, I ordered cases of beers for everybody uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and, um, um, and then, you know, I had a meeting with the supervisors uh, and, uh, um, you know, I, and I told them uh, what was going to happen. Uh, I, I told them there was, was going to be a lot of demand for this product and the product was already in back order at that moment. Uh, and uh, so, um, and, and I reminded them how important it was uh, forever to keep the integrity of the blend of that cigar. It doesn't matter what the demand was. If we didn't have the right tobacco, if, you know, if there's any slight difference in the taste of that cigar, that we will never put it out. Uh, and that we will uh, keep the integrity of that blend forever. And, and, and that was the most important thing. Uh, so, you know, we, we talk at length with the supervisors and, you know, um, uh, try to get ready for this. Uh, we had to order more molds. Uh, um, uh, I called, I remember I, I called the box factory and, and you know, I, uh, you know, I told them, listen, I need uh, 30,000 boxes. Mm -hmm. And the guy goes, what? Uh, <laughs> it was like, uh, yeah, 30,000 boxes. Okay, just start your work and start making them. Uh, it doesn't have to be all at once, but just uh make, make sure that you start focusing on this and uh yes wait, wait. so i remember i was in the car for this you were driving me to um to pick up some tennis rackets or some shit and i like so he wasn't a speaker but um to my knowledge the guy thought it was twenty thousand boxes of everything and then Mito clarified and i heard like the loudest yell like what the fuck through the phone i wasn't even on speaker the guy honestly it was like he saw jesus christ it was it was horrible felt so bad for him continue dad yeah and then, you know and then, uh, and then you know i after i did all this you know i, I got to my office and i closed the door and uh I, I i don't think any of my kids ever saw me crying but you know i just put you know my hands in my face and i started crying um uh it was a, it was a really uh when i sat for a moment and realized i i realized what just happened um and and what it meant for our company and for the future of our company uh and and uh you know all the uh, all the years of fighting for you know uh for quality and all the years of you know watching but everything uh, uh, was being made and, and that they, and it was going to be made properly and maintaining the plans and, and uh, all these years um, 
suddenly they you know they paid off and and uh, and it's just like it's a huge thing like you know if you're a movie star and you know you dream about getting your Oscar and, and then one day you get it and, and that is the maximum award that you can get and and that's just a reward for all your work uh, and uh, and and there is nothing nice in this life that you know uh, that your hard work gets noticed and 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 it gives uh, it gives a, a satisfying you know satisfying result uh, and uh, so uh, I mean it was very emotional for me and and uh, um, so uh, it, I will never ever ever forget that day like uh, it was unbelievable. And obviously that was a very pivotal moment you know for LFD um, and you know just coming up you are going to be hitting your 30th um, anniversary. So how does that feel? And do you have something special planned um, coming up to that moment? I have, I, you know, I know it's coming and I have some things in my mind. Uh, I just, you know, uh, I just have to, you know, make a decision and, uh, you know, come down to a couple of options and then uh, discuss it with uh, uh, Junior, Antonio and Ines. And, and see what they think about it. And, uh, but yeah, it is coming and it's, it's a landmark, uh, it's a landmark anniversary. It's just uh, uh, very important and it's coming up quick. Yeah, I mean, it's 20, you guys celebrated 25 a few years ago, which, you know, 25 is a, is a, is a milestone. Yeah. You know, 30, 30 is another good milestone. I would say after 30, I mean, I think the next major milestone would be 50. Uh -huh. Which you know we're still a little bit of ways away from, but even even just to get to thirty years, I mean, that's huge. It is. I mean, there's there's a lot of cigar companies that that start, they come out, and you know maybe they're around for a little while, and then things change or whatever happens. I mean, like any business, really, like things happen. Sometimes they just they don't make it, and that's that's part of doing business. But you know, to get to thirty years, it, it's definitely not easy to do, and it is it's worth celebrating. It, it's special, and, and you you have to imagine you you sit you sit there and you look back at the beginning and the first, you know, the, you know, the, the first few years, the first few months that that first day, you're like, we're going to do this and thinking like, ah, oh, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. And now here you are, you're almost 30 years later and you go like, wow, we've been doing this for 30 years and we've had a lot of success cigar of the year that the NFT project, I think is another crowning moment yeah. for you guys. I think that was huge. Uh, and you just start to think of like, what's next, you know, what, what do we do now? Um, which is really special. So uh, with that, I, uh, I think we should take our break really quick. Let's, let's yeah. go to our break, and uh, we'll be back with Name That Jam after the break. Phenomenal. 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 Explore the unexplored with St. Louis Ray Carenas. Set sail to discover an extraordinary Honduran cigar deeply anchored in tradition. The St. Louis Ray Carenas features a Nicaraguan wrapper cloaked over 100% Honduran tobacco that make up the binder and filler. The St. Louis Ray Carenas in the Toro size received a 93 rating in Cigar Aficionado and was featured in their illustrious Top 25 Cigars of 2021 list. St. Louis Ray Carinas is available in four different sizes, a Robusto, Toro, 
Bellicoso, and Magnum. So get ready to take a trip back in time to experience the heritage of St. Louis Ray with the St. Louis Ray Curanus. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. All right, we are back, and it is now time for Name That Jam, presented by Avo Cigars. So we're going to name that jam. Um, so with this game, we're just up a little bit here. Um, we're going to play it, and you have to guess what song that is from the small clip that you're going to get. I think someone's missing. <laughs> I just noticed that. Making my coffee. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Where has Lido gone? I know. Where in the world is Lido? Where in the world is Lido? That's okay. Welcome um, to my life. Here he is. Oh, there he is. Now he's back. <laughs> I panicked there for a second. I participated in this. After the ad, I was listening to the warning, uh, <laughs> the, the uh, whatever warning we had to put uh, that it may cause cancer and everything. Uh, so, uh, you know, just uh, do my, my little study about uh, the consequences of smoking a lot of cigars. And... Um, uh, I don't know. I'm, I want to show you. Let me move this thing. Um, see, I have. Uh, hold on. I'm making a mess here. You see here? We can see it. Mm -hmm. You can see it. Okay. You know, I have uh, a big uh, thing on my wall uh, with the uh, um, Hall of Fame of cigar makers. And. Uh, if you see the first row here, right, all these old guys, uh, I met <laughs> most of them, uh, other than Sino Davidoff, I, I never got to meet them. And, uh, you know, the first row, the older guys, they all live to be over 90 years old. And uh, uh, I can name uh, by by memory, I can name more than 20 guys, colleagues, uh, people of the industry, cigar makers that live over 90 years old. And these guys, they don't smoke a couple of cigars a day. They smoke about 12 cigars a day for 75 years. And they live beautiful, healthy lives. And um, 
uh, and they have happy lives and they uh, enjoy their work and they live long lives and they smoke a lot of cigars and and uh, so that's my little study here uh, to answer that warning. <laughs> well, uh, the the freaking FDA should come to the, to to the medical republic or Nicaragua and meet cigar makers to understand. Uh, well know, said. Well said. Yeah. yeah. And thank you. So, thank you for sharing that with us. <laughs> so talking about history and whatnot, music is history. And I'm going to tell you, I played this name that jam game and I'm not going to participate in this one. This is up to the three of you. This yeah. is not easy at all. So be prepared and listen closely. Yeah. So just to let you know, we're going to play a clip and you guys have to guess that song. Um, only a few seconds and it's only a little snippet of the song so let's see if you guys can guess this that's like the entire song I know that's, uh, that's San Carlos Santana, Santana. Right? that's Carlos Santana yeah what song is it uh, something uh, lady nope uh, oh, I- kind of close Wait, is uh, Junior? Are you muted right muted? now? Because I, I Junior's see muted. I think he knows the answer. Black magic woman, baby. Black magic. Yeah. Woman. Wow. wow. I've got a black magic woman. Got me so my Oh, the there youngest you guy in the room got. I know. You know, you know the moment where I realized I was getting older was, and I'm, this is why I'm so shocked that he guessed this because I remember. I don't know, six years ago, seven years ago, okay, you, you know, he was like 14 or something. And I was talking about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And he said, who are the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Said, you got to be kidding me, man. What? <laughs> That's just Am I old or do you just Relax. not know anything about music? And so I'm surprised that he knows anything made that's over than 10 years old. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Nicole. I know you had some questions that you wanted to start us off with in the uh, in the second half. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I know, Lito, that you also have a younger daughter as well. Um, and your sons are clearly interested in continuing your legacy in the company. What do you think she feels about the whole cigar industry? Do you think that she might explore that path? Is that the question for me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, can you repeat it, please? I'm sorry. Um, I was just going to say, you have a daughter as well. Do you think that she might explore that path into the family business? I hope no. She's a pain in the neck. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she's going to drive this. She's going to drive these guys crazy. <laughs> Does she enjoy cigars? Uh, uh, you know, she no. no uh, she never complains or anything when I'm smoking around her, uh, and uh, it doesn't bother her. But. Uh, I, she, I don't think she uh, ever tasted a cigar yet, and um, uh, obviously she's 15 years old. And, and uh, um, but you know that's a question mark, and, and I would love to. I really would love to. But uh, who who knows what the hell they want at 15? You know, it's still too no. soon to tell. Yeah, she's she's still young. I mean, I mean, so Tony, we, we were talking about that earlier. You were in college when you were like, you know what? I want to I want to get involved in this, and uh, and you told us your story about your your moment playing beer pong or, or whatever you, I think, I think <laughs> is what you said. Yeah, and that's Tiffany. when, that's when the light went off for you. Like, huh, I want to, I mean, you were in your twenties. So I mean, there's definitely yeah. some time for her to have that, that epiphany moment. 
to be like, yeah, you know what? I, I gotta, I gotta get in here too. So, um, I guess time will tell. Time will tell what happens with her. Um, Carney, where's Carney at? Let's get Carney back. I'm right here. There you I'm are. right here. And then if, if you're just joining us in the second hour, we've got the smoking tobacco takeover here. If you're expecting Abe, I'm doing my best Abe impression today. Only I'm being much quieter than Abe usually is. Um, but we've got Lito Gomez here. We've got Tony Gomez here. And we've got Lito Gomez Jr. in the house. So this is the first time ever they've all been in the same place at the same time on a uh, on a cigar show. So we're certainly honored to have you here. Uh, I'm going to light up. I'm going to light up my second cigar, and I'm going to use this chisel <coughs> here that I've got. This is an original release chisel. This was given to me by a friend of mine, uh, Jack Decramanji in massachusetts uh who was a broker for the company back in the day and uh i'm gonna do this reverse taper technology for the for the gentlemen that are on the uh on the feed here from the discord but my uh my question here is what what are the next steps for lfd obviously the pandemic was a challenging time you know i i think there's a lot of comments of people out there from time to time where they're like, oh, you know, cigars are backed up and whatnot. And a lot of that comes from the success. You know, it's not that, the, you know, you can't have a back order if the cigars aren't sold. Uh, but, you know, for the last three or four years, there was a significant expansion of the company, which will be seen if that's, uh, if that is um, enough product for the future. But where do you see, where do you see the next steps as, as a company, you know, in terms of growth um, and, and what the plans are? Uh, short term and long term, and, and the next step because this is uh, this is a real big turning point, I think, for for the brand. Yeah, a uh, good question. Um, uh, you know, the uh, uh, pandemic was uh, it was a huge problem uh, for the production uh, at the factory. Uh, the factory closed when the uh, uh, you know uh, pandemic um, started. And uh, we had to close for about a month. And then uh, when we reopened after a month, you know, we, we had to separate all, all our employees um, for safe uh, distance. So we, we started with 50% uh, production. Uh, and uh, so uh, that whole year, uh, uh, 2020, uh, we, were, uh, we were at 50% capacity. And then, um, Thanks God, we had, we, you know, I always like to have huge inventory of cigar, cigars already made in our uh, cigar room, in our agent room. And uh, that, that, that was the, uh, pretty much the only reason that we had cigars for sale. And, um, and then, you know, uh, we started, you know, trying to bring more rollers in, uh, in 2021. And at that point, it became a challenge. And I don't, you know, every cigar company was looking for rollers. And, you know, there was a lot of rollers that were not there. Uh, we, none of us, none of the factories in Dominica couldn't get enough rollers. And uh, so every one of us, you know, we met uh, uh, at the Association of Cigar Makers. We met, we met and, you know, we decided that every factory should have a school uh, preparing younger rollers. And, and uh, uh, so uh, we did open a school and, and uh, started to prepare uh, uh, new cigar rollers and that you know that took uh, almost a year uh, 
Um, and, you know, we've seen the benefits now because we were able to increase our production. And, and uh, this would be our biggest year of production in our history. And, um, but, you know, uh, increasing production, uh, it, it always scares me a lot because there's a lot of things uh, that can go wrong uh, when you uh, uh, increase production. So it, it's always a lot of stress um, uh, to accomplish that. Um, but the future is, I, I don't know. Uh, the market today is very strong. Um, the level of uh, quality cigars, uh, quality in all cigars from all brands, from all countries, they, it's unbelievable. Uh, it's very high. And it's probably this, this is probably the golden age for the uh, uh, quality cigars. And, and um, so, uh, you know, this, the strength of the market uh, should continue as long as we keep uh, high quality cigars in the market. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, people have changed their lives uh, um, uh, because of the pandemia. Uh, the lifestyles have changed. Uh, um, and the, the uh, uh, things I used to do um, all the time and take it for granted before, uh, they have changed. And, and now um, some people, they, they just um, uh, change the, the, the way they think about their lives. and, and you know, uh, many people got into the, this culture of uh, enjoying cigars with friends, and and uh, um, and, and it's, uh, the, all these changes have made this in this uh, market very strong, and I think it will continue to be. And uh, uh, you know, at La Flor, uh, you know, we don't, you know, um, uh, Tony knows it, and you know, um, uh, Junior, and you know, my family knows it. Uh, you know, we we don't plan for growth. Um, I, I don't have uh, projections of, you know, uh, how many cigars we're going to be uh, making 10 years from now. Uh, be, mainly because uh, I don't care. I don't, you know, uh, it's not uh, my focus ever, uh, the size of our company, how many cigars we will sell. Um, uh, you know, we make cigars when, you know, when we have the right materials and we, when we can keep our plants. And uh, when we can make it with high quality, and and uh, uh, that would never change. And you know, we take it year after year, and, and we do the best we can do here at the factory. That that's the only thing I do. I just you know, I want I want to do the best that we can do as as, as a cigar making factory. Uh, and uh, I I always have you know uh, our consumers in mind, and and. Uh, uh, we work for our consumers, uh, and uh, um, so we, we just want to focus on, you know, whatever we're making, we're making it right, and then, uh, it, you know, if we can grow a little bit, you know, that's fine, you know, we grow a little bit or increase the production a little bit, but mainly, you know, we concentrate in what we do uh, every year, and, and uh, just try to do it well, and, and be, uh, you know, have this... Uh, be honest with our, with our consumers, with the people that like the program in Canada. Uh, uh, they expect something from us, and you know. Uh, and uh, and I, I want to tell you a story. Uh, um, uh, a few years, uh, uh, a few years ago, uh, I was doing an event in Atlanta, and uh, uh, this uh, this gentleman uh, uh, came into the event uh, with his son. His son was probably 19 years old, and. Uh, and you know, he approached me, and, and you know, um, 
uh, we shake hands and, you know, he tells me, you know, uh, Mr. Gomez, you know, I just want you to know, um, you know, we drove an hour and a half to come here for this event because I wanted to meet you. Uh, I said, oh, you know, that's great. Thank you for, you know, thank you for coming. Uh, um, and, you know, and then, you know, he puts a cigar out of his pocket. And he tells me, just, I want you to know that every day of my life for the last 15 years, I light up one of these cigars every day. So, you know, I said, you know, oh my God, that's great. You know, and, and you know, I, my immediate reaction was, you know, I got very happy for, you know, uh, what the guy was telling me and, you know, we didn't disappoint him uh, uh, with that cigar. And then, uh, you know, the event was over and, you know, we went out to dinner and then I went to my hotel room and I just keep thinking about this guy what he told me and and uh so then you know i realized you know this guy he knows that cigar much better than i know it. Uh, he smokes it every day and i don't and you know whatever time of the day that this guy sits down to you know relax and, and enjoy that cigar he expects something from that cigar and my my obligation my uh, uh my responsibility is to give that guy what he ex what he's expecting from that guy and and that realize you know made me realize that you know uh, uh what is my purpose here what, you know uh uh what's the purpose of what i'm doing and, and then i realized that i work for this guy He's my boss, and you know, and, and I have to, you know, I can't fuck up his moment of peace uh, during the day, and that's my my responsibility with this guy, and with every other, you know, uh, uh, person that you know smokes for Dominicana. Uh, it really, really made me understand what I do. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, definitely well said. Very well said. We we make moments. It's, it's, it's a cool way to think about it. You know, a yeah, cigar yeah. is a moment. It's a special moment, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's yeah. true. It, it's very true. I mean, it's not, it's not just about what, what is that saying that a lot of people say? It's not about, um, when you smoke a cigar, it, it's the experience, right? You know, the, the right. cigar, when you smoke a cigar, it's about the experience, you know, it's, it's the moment, like Tony said, it, we make moments and it's, it's not just about the cigar. It's where you are, who you're with. It's, it's, exactly. it, it's everything that's, that's tied to it. That makes cigar smoking so special it's like um, so you know yeah. if you ever if you ever want to give somebody a gift you know say say you give somebody a cigar right a ten dollar cigar right or say you give them ten dollars right the ten dollar gift seems pretty stupid right but the ten dollar cigar it's a moment it's something nice that that person's going to enjoy you know so there's a lot more significance to it it's almost like it's 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 priceless. It's not it's it's worth right. way more than the ten dollar cigar. Yeah, way more, significantly more. All right, so I have another. If, if any people in the world smoke smoke cigars, there'll be no wars. There will be a much be better a much world. Absolutely, um, Lido. So I have another question for you. Um, just as the company moves forward, um, what role will Junior play in the company? Um, uh, I, you know, I think, you know, because of his talent uh, and, you know, how uh, well he does in, you know, uh, public relations and socializing, uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, Lito's role will be to develop uh, new markets 
in different countries. You know, I'll, I'll send them to Afghanistan and uh, <laughs> North Korea and Lebanon. A lot of untapped potential out there. Yeah. yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, it's, it's not that far from the truth. You know, the, the way things work at LFD, you know, is, you know, when it, there's an event in New York or LA or Chicago, you know, that's where my dad goes. But then you know, there's an event in like the middle of nowhere in Arkansas or like Wichita, you know, they, Tony can go to that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> giant jump, giant jump from Arkansas into smoking cigars at the Rocket Man. Absolutely. <laughs> not, hey, man, I, I would take that opportunity. So, Lito, so with Junior being probably, you know, obviously the, the youngest one here, probably the most in tune with social media and stuff like that i mean i yeah. could see him i could see him playing a, a huge role in, in that and 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 maybe trying to reach that younger generation you know we we talk a lot about you know cigar smokers and you know what's the average age and of people who smoke or people who yeah. watch the shows and stuff like that but you know now you know as as time moves on and you know we, we're all getting older every day but you know you bring in your, your younger generations and it's like, okay, we're bringing our younger generations into our business and learning the tobacco and stuff like that. But how do we also translate that into getting a younger consumer engaged um, in, um, in the industry and smoking cigars and, and junior, do you feel like a, do you feel also feel that kind of that sense yeah, of like, wait, I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get the younger guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so like overall, and I know Tony and my father can agree with me on this. But um, I feel like over the past few years, everything's got to change. And I've seen a lot more people closer to my generation hanging around, um, either working in or slowly just enjoying what the industry has to offer. So I feel like as of now, it's just kind of happened naturally. And at, there, there, it could be that that's coming from the fact that I feel like this stigma around cigars because we're going to be honest cigars have always been something for someone of an older generation with wealth and now it i feel like people are realizing wait but like that's not exactly true and you have athletes posting themselves smoking cigars you have um people who were artists and whatnot smoking cigars and kind of like bridging that gap from my generation to the industry so yes as as much as there is a lot that we can do um it will obviously we got to be careful because at the end of the day there's a huge there's a extremely thin line in between 21 and being not of age and when you're looking at from a marketing perspective, you got to think, okay, if we're going to hit 21 year olds, we're also going to accidentally hit 20 year olds. So for us, like, obviously like that can't happen because that's not what, what we necessarily believe in um, and everything with that. Today. And, but so for us, like, yes, we can promote it, but we just have to continue to watch this stigma die down itself, you know? And I feel like as of now, that's what's happening. So who knows? In, in 10 years, it's just going to be a bunch of kids my age. 
in the industry, which I'm extremely excited for. Yeah, yeah. Our nature, you know, we, you know, we grow up and we get old, and then you know, we're gonna die, right? So you know, every every year, you know, some cigar smokers they get old and they die, but every year somebody turns eighteen. And I, I don't say 21 because the 21 thing is just bullshit from the uh, FDA. Uh, you know, because I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, they, 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 they made a study, you know, if children smoke cigars under age, right? So it came like zero, right? And then so in order for them, you know, to do another study and, and say, yeah, children under age smoke cigars, they raised the age to 21. Right, so now they get more results when they do the next study, but it, you know that's what they did—the uh, uh, age uh, limit change. It, it was just uh, to manip manipulate uh, study results. Uh, I mean, doing but you know, uh, uh, you know, every year somebody, some kid, you know, turns eighteen also, and and uh, uh, and you know, young, you know, uh, young adults, you know, smoke cigars. We lose some smokers, and then you know. Some uh, 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 young adults start smoking, and um, I, I, and I see it uh, in uh, you know when a Junior brings his friends from college to the house and they're smoking cigars, and you know, uh, and you know, me as an older guy, you know, uh, even though I'm a little bit wild, you know, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't appeal that much to that younger generation, so you know, Tony generation of the or juniors. Uh, yeah, you do. That's not true at all. Everybody yeah. thinks you're way cooler than us. Yeah. It's like the struggle, you know, everybody's yeah. embarrassed by their by their parents, you know, but we have the opposite problem. You know, like we're like we can never be as cool as our dad, you know. It's like yeah. you know, he's got yeah. the accent, you know, the so, hat. what do you you can't compete with that? No. Speaking okay. speaking oh, of right. that, yeah. Speaking of that though, speaking of that though. I will. I will agree with you. I one of the biggest compliments I get from all age ranges is how unique your dad is and how how cool he is and fits into any environment. But you were saying competing with it. There's something special that you have on your arm, Lito. Uh, which one time we posted a picture of it and it was accused of being a flex off. And I really appreciate the support you gave me in that flexing situation. But you you have a ta a very unique tattoo on your arm. Um, don't, uh, your sons don't have. <laughs> don't. don't. Uh, uh, here's the thing. I'm going to show you. Wait, wait. What side is this? Iconic. See that? That's so, what's up. Yeah. <laughs> here's the thing. I, I, you know, I, I got the tattoo made, and I didn't tell anybody in my family. I didn't tell my wife, and she hates tattoos. Like she does. I was the only one that knew about it for like three months. Wait, so this is the craziest thing ever. And so he went, he got the tattoo. I had no clue. My mom had no clue. My sister had no clue. And for some time, he was using the tattoos that you just like peel on, I guess. Um, yeah, fake one. So I, dude, I, at this point, I, I have no clue what's going on. And then, so what happened was that earlier on this day, me and my mom having a conversation, I was like, look, I want a tattoo. 
had this conversation a million times and I know how it ends, but screw it. I'm young and I'm going to continue to ask because I, yeah, whatever. And, and the crazy part is like the tattoo I wanted was like a very nice tattoo of like her, my grandmother. Um, and so whatever she says, look, you get a tattoo, you won't be working for LFD. You, you could figure out your life. It's like, well, that's okay. I swear to God, five minutes later, my dad walks out of the house. Hey, and this is just after my mom threatened to ruin my whole life for asking to get a tattoo. And then he walks in and so he has a thing now where he hates wearing sleeves when he plays tennis. Um, so he walks in the house sleeveless and I just see this giant freaking um, silhouette of himself. And I'm that dude. I'm just sitting there, like, like I, I was so lost. So I'm obviously I'm asking questions. I am shocked the fact that I just got yelled at for asking. That he walked into the house with a giant tattoo, not even trying to hide it, right on his right on his tricep. And then, so I see him. I walk into the other room. I'm like, Mom, like, are you giving me shit? When he has a tattoo, she looks at me. She's like, Your father has a tattoo. And I went to my room just in case, and all all hell was gonna break loose. And um, yeah, and then later that day, I called up Tony. I'm like, dude, like, you know, has a tattoo. He said, yeah, himself. I'm like, I know. Which is also, I just want to say, if he was gonna get a tattoo, it's no shock in the world that it is of himself. Screw a tattoo of your kids, your wife, your parents. No. No. Yeah, one of yourself. No. Yeah, my wife was, was, was so, like, uh, uh, outraged because I, not only because I got a tattoo, but because I got a tattoo myself. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Who gets a tattoo of himself? <laughs> oh, no. You and Steve-O. <laughs> <laughs> She, she didn't speak to me for like about three weeks. And, and, yeah, oh, wait. Why didn't I do this before? I enjoyed that. Wait, That's so, funny. So he's also adding to it. So, in my understanding, really? it right under you're putting sh shut the fuck off, right? STFU. I, that was going to be my next question. Is this going to turn into a full sleeve? Is there going to be more added to it? Is this, was that Stay it? tuned, like, my friends. Stay tuned. Gonna be <laughs> you want to know what's going to happen with LFD over the next 10 years? <laughs> it's going to be a sleeve. I, I, I really have no idea. Like, like. <laughs> so that's what's next. Uh, so, okay. Is I, that... I, I, I really have no idea what I'm going to do. Uh, uh, like, you know, I told my, my wife, you know, I'm, you know, I'm having a middle-age crisis, crisis. And she goes, my wife? Your, your middle-age was like decades ago. Like, I don't know. You're going gonna, gonna to live to 150. Oh, middle-age. <laughs> yeah, that'll three be the quarter, thing. Leo will outlive us all. Three-quarter life crisis. I'm fully convinced that, that my dad is going to outlive us all and he's going to have like a cyborg body, you know, that is going to yeah, take his head and yeah. put it onto a robot and then he's just going to be tormenting us for the entire rest of our lives. That's what I envision. Uh, I agree so, with that. So I have to ask because 
I, I, I know personally, I know what this is like too. I've, I've been in an, a similar situation to uh, Junior and, and Tony. Uh, work, so working for your dad, and Tony, I, I think you work with him a lot more, obviously, but uh, what is that experience like? Now, first of all, it's special. I know it's special. It's good. You get to work with your dad every day, and and uh, th there's no replacing that. But at times, it's got to be stressful. I'm sure he probably puts a lot more pressure on you than he does anyone else in the company because you're his son. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to be the best you can be. Uh, so what 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 is what is that like every day just you know is it a lot of uh is a lot of pressure working under him or is it kind of like you you've earned your stripes at this point he kind of gives you a little more slack now uh i I'm just curious what what that what that what that dynamic has to be like you know on an everyday basis there's no stripe earnings or, or slack <laughs> at lfd you know but <laughs> i've uh Listen, I've heard a lot of horror stories of, you know, people working with their parents or in family business and all that. And I, I've I've never had that experience whatsoever. You know, I mean, these, you know, these these years, you know, working, you know, with my father and now with my little brother, you know, these, these will one day be the nicest memories in my life, you know. Um, and and but, you know, I think, you know, my my pops and I, we, we make an awesome team. You know, uh, and my little brother's getting involved now too. And you know, uh, you know, working together on Solis, all three of us was, was, was super cool. You know, it, it, it was, it's a beautiful thing. But um, you know, we, we make an awesome team. Uh, obviously, I'm expected to work and I'm expected to produce. And and you know, I, I put that pressure on myself. You know, it, it, I don't need anybody to put it on me. But um, um, the point I was trying to make is that. Uh, you know, my father, one of the things I respect the most about my father is, is you know, he, he's, you know, listen, my father grew up on a dirt road in a country about this big called Uruguay that most people couldn't point out on a map. Uh, he didn't finish high school. He's got no, no, he didn't, didn't go to college or go to business school or anything like that. And, uh, but my father is like the most tenacious guy he will if he wants to do something it's head first he kicks the fucking door down and he just makes it happen you know it's just pure elbow grease and because i'll tell you something i couldn't have built lfd i can't build a factory you know i, I i'm more of a creative guy you know I, I have my things that i'm good at but like to, to build that factory i don't think i would have been able to do that you know um my father could not knowing anything about making cigars right which is ridiculous it's a crazy it, the lfd shouldn't have happened you know but um he 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 has a special way of making things happen and and he's been so successful he's got all the accolades in the world cigar fish out of hall of fame you know they've said everything about him the most innovative mind in the industry whatever you can think of it's been said about him and uh he doesn't have to listen to anybody right because he's Lito gomez he's he built this he did this right he whatever his ideas are right obviously they've been proven to be right uh but my father has always has always respected my opinion, listened to my ideas, whether or not he ends up agreeing with them is another story, but he'll always listen to them and give it actual thought, you know? And if he doesn't like it, he'll tell you why. And if he does, he's he's not afraid to, to, to roll with it, you know? So yeah. I, I respect the shit out of that. Uh, one of the many things I respect about him, obviously, you know? Obviously, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. 
Um, so just out of curiosity, when you create, um, you know, cigar blends, do you do that together? Do you create them separately and then collaborate later? How does that process work? What is it like? There, I, you know, it's happened in all sorts of ways. There's been times where, you know, I, I work on a project and, and then I, I, I show it to him and he likes it or he, he says, I like it, but I think we could tweak this or that. And there's been projects that he's worked on and then, you know, we've, and then there's a project that we just kind of worked on together. So there's been all sorts of variety when it comes to that. Okay. Now, um, John, you look like you're, uh, the sun's starting to beat down on you over there. It got an extra glare. Uh, you don't have, you don't, you don't have your, your signature sweat, sweat towel with you, but I imagine down there, it, 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 it's got, it's gotta be, it's gotta be starting to beat down on you out there. You doing okay. I, I check in on you. Yeah, I did. I did the draft show last night with, with the sweat towel around my neck because I was taking it very serious. Um, but no, the sun's slowly working towards me. Um, but I, 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 I think I'll, I'll co-sign on all the things you all just said um, about your father and, and about Inez. The one thing that I've appreciated is the, and, and this is something I, I kind of instilled in growing up in my family business that I grew up in, in the restaurant business was instilled in me. We might not always do what the idea is that each individual may have, but I will say it does always respectfully get listened to. Yeah. And, and that's a really unique thing to have a group, especially as the children and I've watched them get involved. Uh, you know, I started with the company right around the same time really Tony did and to, to watch the respect level of communication between everyone. And, and I'll say one of the, and this is, a, this is the, the biggest compliment that I've got on this is when I, when I got into the role I'm currently in, to, to listen to the respect, Lito, that you and your wife have for each other on a business level is truly fascinating. And your ability to separate business from personal life at the same time and have challenging discussions on a business level for the future, that that's something uh, that that I'm very impressed with. And and is a, one of the big reasons why this has been successful. As I said, I've been a part of family businesses in the past in my own family and to watch how you all get along um, and, and even watch how you all get along when there's disagreements is the big part. And, I, you know, congratulations to, to you. And, and that, that's something that makes my job easier, knowing that that, that exists. Yeah. Thank you, Kami. Uh, uh, and, you know, it's uh, like uh, we get into an argument or a disagreement or you know, uh, something that you know, the company is going to do or not. Uh, and, you know, at, at the end, it all has to make sense uh, because what do we do? I mean, uh, you know, uh, we make cigars and, you know, we sell them to people that enjoy them. And so uh, what is the, deci the final decision going to be made? Um, uh, or, or what will drive that decision? Okay, well, you know, decision is how, how do... Uh, our the consumers of La Flor Dominicana get benefit from this decision that we want to make, and, and at the end, that's what drives every decision. Uh, and yeah. uh, so, uh, and you know, we are all human beings, and you know, sometimes uh, we want to push our way, right? Uh, and you know, we want to win an argument, or, or but but it's it, it at the end, after you do all that, then say. You have to stop and think. Okay, how is our the consumers of the Florida Americana? 
are going to be benefit from our position. Uh, and and um, uh, so that that's you know what drives final decisions always, always. And and uh, 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 you know uh, and this this is very interesting. And uh, uh, my wife and I are partners in the business, and we started it together. Uh, and you know when we formed the corporation. Um, because if we are 50-50 uh, partners, um, uh, if we get to a situation in which we don't agree or we don't get to a final agreement, we'll flip a coin. That's in the contract. And <laughs> we're 28 years, going to 29, and we never flip a coin. Ever. Oh, look at that photo. That's beautiful. The timing on that photo was perfect too. I know. Well done. Know. Well done, Paul. I know. Paul's there. He's in the background. He he, he is here. But um, yeah, no, it, it's 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 amazing that you know you you guys are able to just make things happen, right? And you say that like it's in the contract. We'll flip a coin on it. You've made it this far. You haven't had to, um, and hopefully keep that streak going because um, that's you know what a sign of strength and, and commitment to each other. You know, running a business. You know, with your spouse or any family member, it's it's you know, like Tony kind of was talking about before. Like you hear you hear horror stories, you know, and it's not easy. It's it's not. It's and no one wants it to be that way. Unfortunately, though, it it's stressful. You have you have a personal relationship and a business relationship intertwining. It it can be uh it can be tricky for sure. Um, but you know, you guys you guys make it look easy is what I should say. Um, yeah, it, you know, it's and it's not like I'm I'm Mr. Perfect guy. Um, <laughs> Sometimes, you know, I do things like, you know, when I bought the farm, I just went and I bought the farm and I never <laughs> told my wife we were going to do that. And, oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was sure she was going to realize that we were, we bought a huge piece of land to farm tobacco and uh, she was going to find out at some point. So, you know, <laughs> after I bought the farm, I say, oh shit, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not going to fix this. Uh, so, you know, I took my wife to dinner, this really nice restaurant. And uh, so, you know, after we had dinner and, you know, I made sure she had some, you know, a couple of glasses of wine, so she would be a little more relaxed. And then, you know, I had this, you know, perfect presentation for her uh, <laughs> uh, speech. Um, and, you know, I started my presentation. I said, you know what, Ines, you know, what do you think, you know, we, we buy a farm and we start farming tobacco? You know what this is going to mean for our company, for the consistency of the tobacco, and you know this is going to take the company to the next level. And, and uh, you know, and she's listening to me, which is very unusual. Like she usually, <laughs> me. Uh, and and uh, uh, so uh, as I was speaking, I was getting more scared because she was totally uh, paying attention to what I was saying. <laughs> and uh, so. When I finished my speech, uh, she goes, Lito, that's a really bad idea. <laughs> and at that point, I said, well, oops. <laughs> okay. well, now, now I have to tell you something uh, since we got to this point. Uh, we already bought a farm. And <laughs> that didn't go well. I mean, I really spent like $400 on that dinner. And uh, it was totally ruined. Like. <laughs> Uh, and, and uh, you know, obviously, years go by, and she uh, uh, realized that yeah, that that was uh, that was a great thing uh, to do. So sometimes I do things on my own, and you know, 
I don't respect the uh, um, uh, uh, the operation. One of the many important lessons I've learned from my father is that it's always better to ask for forgiveness later than for permission <laughs> before. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? In the long run, it, it worked out for you, and the rest is history. Uh, the LFD legacy uh, continues on. Um, but with having said that, it is time to bring on uh, the next person to this wonderful show that we're having today, and that is William Cooper with The Scoop with Coop. What's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. What's up, Coop? Ooh. Good morning, hey, everybody. How's it going? How are you? Good. How are you doing, Lito? Great. Lito Jr. and Tony. Hope all is well. Hey. Doing all right, my friend. Yes, yes, great show. I, I almost felt guilty coming on because you guys uh, had such a good flow going. You're it's always okay. welcome, yeah. Coop. Yeah, it's time for the scoop with Coop, though. I mean, you got you got a part in this. Oh, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, good, great job you guys are doing today. Uh, um, able to take over. Um, so it is a light week with news this week, and if you're this time of the year, we start to see a lot of products ship in the cigar industry. And um, there's some products that came out at the trade show this year that have shipped. So I'll just kind of, I'll run down them. Uh, and, and Matt, if you have any comments along the way or anyone else, feel free. Um, at a Casada Cigars, um, the Oktoberfest 2022 and the Casa Magna Connecticut, um, those cigars are headed to retailers. Um, so you could expect to start seeing those pretty soon. And the Oktoberfest is, is more of a seasonal release. Uh, it's meant to be paired with a uh, malt beverage. Um, on the other hand, the Casa Magna Connecticut is a core line, and it's actually being produced in the Dominican Republic by the Casada family, while some of the other Casa Magnas are, are in partnership with the Placencias. Matt, have you smoked any of those yet? I'm sorry, Coop. Say that one more time. Have you smoked the uh, Casa Magna Connecticut or Oktoberfest yet this year? Uh, no, I have smoked some of the other Casada stuff, but I, I have, I have not okay. had that. Yeah. Actually, the, the other coop... night we, we had the uh, Manolo 75. Yeah. Okay. The coop team was very high on the Casa Magna Connecticut out of the trade show. It was one of the higher, uh, cigars that, that I guess got, got favorable. It was very favorable with us coming out of the trade show. Yeah. You know, there were, there were a lot of, there were a lot of new things products that came out of that show and we and we've talked about it you know on on our show the spare note show uh, which we're on again tonight um but yes we are yes we are <laughs> we, we are we, we've been away for a couple of weeks but yeah. uh we'll be back tonight um but yeah. no i mean we, we we've we've been talking about it a little bit and the thing that i i took away you know as a whole from the trade show you talk about a lot of things shipping and, and new stuff coming out is you know last year's trade show was um it was different as we've talked about and, it, you know, coming off of the, the pandemic year and, and, you know, the factories being where they were at and the manufacturers this year seemed like it was the year where that downtime that all the manufacturers had, so to speak for a little while, they came up with all these blends and all these ideas and these new projects and they started working on them. And then when their factories opened up, it's like, let's get this rolling. And we get to the 2022 trade show. There was a lot of new stuff that came out and there was a lot of new things that I think were, products of you know one of the jokes running during the pandemic was wow there's gonna be a lot of babies born after this uh while everyone but 
same could be said about the cigars. I mean, a lot of cigars were born from that pandemic. I mean, manufacturers had more time to just kind of be like, all right, let's focus on some other things. They couldn't really go out and do much. And now we get to the trade show and all these products are now coming out that they've been working on for the last two years. And uh, it was crazy. There was a lot, there was a lot of new stuff. Yeah. You know, Matt, we, the interesting about the creativity piece you talk about, we do the music show as well on mm -hmm. Coop. And we talked about the same thing, how we, we're expecting this big creative rush to come out of the pandemic. We're starting to see it right now where some of this material is coming out. So we think some of that's starting to hit where it's a good upswing. So I think in a lot of areas, and certainly cigars aren't immune to that, um, where there's been some great projects coming out of this. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see, you know, how they perform too, you know, over the next couple of months, you know, going into next year and then the stuff that's going to probably come out next year. That's also still part of that wave uh, and just kind of see how, how things rank on lists and, how they perform, what the consumers think about it, what what's what ends up being popular, what ends up kind of maybe not performing as well, because uh, you know that does happen too, and yep. um, you know that's just that's just you know part of the business too. There's 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 great cigars, there's good cigars, there's some cigars that maybe are great cigars, they just don't perform well. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how all, all that shakes out in the end. Yep. 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 Agree. And I'll just read off a couple more that have shipped this week. Uh, Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust Sakakana uh, shipped this week. Placencia's Alma Fuerte, Colorado Claro, Eduardo the First. I know you like that Colorado Claro blend, which was the hexagon shaped cigar, but this is coming out in a box press Toro. Yeah. Uh, from Placencia. So you can expect to see that one. Both of the, both of those are sorry, both of those yeah. guys are fantastic. Yeah. 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 That that I agree. Um I'm really looking forward to trying that Toro size too. Um if you're an AJ Fernandez fan, he's done his first new blend under his portfolio in three years. So, and that is the uh, New World Dorado, which has hit the stores this week. Um, and that's using tobaccos from his Dorado farm. Um, so you can look for that. And then finally, United Cigars has shipped. This was a sleeper cigar. I thought it to show. United Cigars Yaya, which is a brand they're distributing out of the Dominican Republic. That one is also headed to retailers. And I think they have, they have another one that's going to be coming out in the next month or so. The uh is is the red anchor coming out soon too? The red anchor should be hitting pretty soon too. Yeah. 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 And that was a that's a cigar they did with Hendrick Kellner Jr. So I'm really looking for actually I should say I've tried that cigar. It's really good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it hitting the stores. Yeah. It's it's gonna be a fun holiday season as more and yep. more products yep. start to hit the shelves. Yep. All right, Coop, is that all you got for Scoop? That's all I got this week. It was a light week. Light week. Okay. Yep. Well, since you're here and now you're part of the show. Do you have any questions for the Gomez men? The majestic um, yeah, Gomez men. Yeah, um, and this one I'll start with Lido Sr. Um, you know, I know Pro Cigar just had a major milestone this week, Lido. And I know there was a um, there was a gathering, and there was a special guest at that gathering, which happened to be the president of the Dominican Republic. So maybe you give a little insight how that kind of meeting went uh, when that occurred. Yeah, he, uh, you know, we, uh, that was a very special event. And that room was filled with so many powerful people. Um, I mean, the president was there. Uh, the vice president was there. Uh, the, the uh, uh, you know, secretary of the interior was there. Um, uh, congressmen, uh, most important congressmen uh, of the country were there. Uh, you know, presidents of different associations, uh, and everybody was in that room. I mean, that we room had a was former so president, too, and, and a former president. Um, 
So, uh, and you know, it, it was speeches and presentations and, um, you know, the president of the Dominican Republic is, is really, really pro tobacco, pro cigars uh, guy. Uh, he, he's just giving us a tremendous amount of support. Uh, it, it was approved. Uh, he put this motion in Congress to be approved in which cigars will uh, are uh, declared to be the cultural um, <clears throat> uh, patrimony of the Dominican Republic. And that's on, that's on paper that's, uh, uh, that, that was approved in Congress. And, and uh, uh, just like, you know, French have champagne, Dominican Republic have cigars. And, and, and it's part of the uh, cultural patrimony of the Dominican Republic. That was a major, major thing um, uh, that, that this president uh, uh, got accomplished. Uh, and he created this commission to improve the industry um, and this committee. Um, and uh, so he's, he's really, really on board and helping us in whichever way uh, they can. Uh, and uh, so, I mean, it was, a, it was an amazing event. Uh, and, uh, you know, to my surprise, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sitting at the table with the vice president and, uh, you know, uh, one of former presidents of the Dominican. And, uh, you know, after all the speeches are ended and, uh, 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 you know, I'm talking to the vice president and then, you know, the former president tell me, tells me, Lito, you know, you know uh, why do you talk like that to the vice president? I mean, uh, I mean, you were having dinner at her house, you know, uh, 25 years ago. And, and I said, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then uh, she, goes, she goes, the vice president goes, you know, uh, yeah, uh, Lito, I, I understand that you're talking to me and you don't know who I am. Uh, and, uh, um, but yes, you had dinner in my father's house many, many years ago. Uh, and my father loves you and respects you a lot. And I had no idea that, you know, that I knew her. Uh, and she was from, she's from Santiago and her father was a, a cigar maker uh, and a great guy too. Uh, uh, so yeah, it was very interesting. Uh, conversation there. Um, so um, really, uh, the government of the Dominican Republic today is very, very uh, supportive with uh, with our industry. No, that's great. I, I actually, the vice president was at uh, the white dinner at Pro Cigar this year. Yeah. Yes, so, he yes. yes, he was. So she's yeah, like, yeah. like I said, that was really cool to see at that festival, which is incredible to see her there. So I think, and I think the president was supposed to come. But I want to say there was that was right when this whole thing was happening with the Ukraine. So I think he was called in to something the last minute. It, it was a last minute cancellation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yep. So no good job. If, um, if, he, if he could have, uh, he would have been there. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. I bet. And well, with that, it is getting to the time for our next segment in the show. Uh, as we, we are starting to run out of time a little bit. And that is going to be Would You Rather, brought to you by Gurkha Cigars. Dude, that, right. that graphic of Wani is... <laughs> 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 
<laughs> it's great. <laughs> oh, I love that guy. I'm pretty uh, sure that's how he makes all of his decisions in life. <laughs> <laughs> that's the face. <laughs> Juan's the best, man. We love Juan. Yeah. Um, all right, you guys know how this goes. So we got a couple of questions for you all, and we will uh, we'll go through one at a time. We'll start with Senior, and then we'll go down the line. Um, let's see. First question. Would you rather be in jail for five years or a coma for a decade? Huh? In jail for five years or? Or a coma for a decade. Coma. <laughs> okay. Unconscious. Huh? Un unconscious. Dude, Ten years. In, a, in a coma. In a coma? <laughs> no, no, I go to jail. Okay. <laughs> Tony, what about you? I, I, I probably end up in jail one day, anyways. <laughs> I, think, I think you would fare very well in prison. I, I don't know. You would end up running the prison. Continue to expressing uh, uh, my masculinity and and uh, uh, <laughs> I'm a gentleman. I think women are the most uh, great things in the world, and and uh, I'll open the door to my wife. But you know, at some point, if I express my masculinity. I, I'm going to be a, a tiger or racist or something, or a whole, you know, <laughs> a, a womanizer or something like that. So that's the way it's going. But, you know, I continue to express myself and it's going to get me in trouble one day. I'm going to end up in jail. Tony brought up a good point. <laughs> Lito would be running the jail. Yeah, he By the time he gets up, up running the jail. he'll be running that like a cigar factory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tony, what about you? It, you know, it's a tough question, man, because here's the thing, right? So I go to prison for five years. After I get out, am I, am I a felon? And, you know, is, is that going to cause me issues? You know? Because I'm, I'm leaning towards prison. Probably. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever. I, I, I'll, I'll still have a job at LFD, right? So I'll go to prison. <laughs> Junior, what about you? Uh, so I was thinking about the coma. And I think I prison for five years would be good for him. Straighten them out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we should yeah, send yeah. them anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like scared straight. You got jokes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilarious. All right. So I was thinking about Tacoma, but like, dude, 10 years is a while. And then, like, what I fear is I come out and then I have a Evie, who's my little sister, running out of LFT. So yeah. I'd rather be in prison just to like keep shit in check if, if I have to. Because I like, <laughs> like, that cannot happen. No. Yeah, plus Eddie, like the muscular Eddie, dystrophy after 10 years. I have a few times uh, during, you know, your uh, teenage years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's well, in college. Coma every just weekend. woke up from a coma. Yeah. Like just last, you know, day or so. Yeah. I think if you flip his camera around, there's probably a few dudes in comas just on the floor of his living room right now. Yeah, there are. <laughs> There has been one for the past like three uh, hours. Hey, so. guys, uh, uh, I have to head to the airport, so uh, I, I will disappear for a few minutes while I get in the car, and then I will connect from the car. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're, we're almost at the end anyway, so. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, just in case uh, I can do it before the end, uh, uh, it, this, is, this has been great. Uh, um, and, uh, and I, and I want to say to you guys, uh, um, uh, thank you for what you do uh, for the industry, because you know you guys take our message to the people, to the cigar smokers, uh, and you know it, there will be very little uh, um, 
that will be known about any of us uh, uh, without you. So, you know, you, you, you're a very, very important part of this industry. So uh, I really appreciate you, you guys' passion and, and, uh, and what you do for our industry and what you mean to us. So thank you very much, okay? Thank, Absolutely. Thank you, Lito. Yeah. Thank right. you, Lito. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Right. Thank you, guys. Right. Yeah. Right. Carney, I love you guys. All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye, Lito. Thanks for being here with us. I had a very Lito you know, Gomez moment yesterday. Did you, did you notice how he and, just sort of said he loved Carney? And, you didn't see it. and not <laughs> Carney. <laughs> Carney, I love you. I love you, guys. No. Does he really call you Carney? Does he really call you Carney? Yeah. That's my name. That's my name internally. It's just Carney. I was Carney, the only yeah. one that's allowed <laughs> to have just exclusively my last name in the email. But I had a very Lito <laughs> Gomez moment, which reminded me of him going to the airport uh, yesterday. So I'm on my way to the airport. It, of course, everything's last minute, right? So I get stuck in traffic. I get to the airport, so there's no parking. So I'm driving around the parking lot. We've got a huge parking issue here in Orlando. So I end up missing the flight, and then I walk in to change it, and then there's just a crazy line of traffic. So I'm headed down to Miami, and I'm like, you know what? I'll just fly down Monday, however. But this reminds me of a story. So down in the Dominican, Lido has a driver. And this is relatively new in the last probably five to six years that it's a full-time driver. Uh, so he says to me this one time, and it was would have been no more fitting than yesterday, was he's like, Carney, he's like, when you've been successful in, in life, you know, way down the road when you're older like I am, he's like, you need to make sure you get a driver. He's like, he goes, how efficient it makes your life. He was in getting to places where you need to be is crazy. So knowing that his flight's probably in about 35 minutes, he's still going to make the flight. Oh yeah, where where I don't oh, have yes. that yet. So, oh, yeah. so they, they, already, they already know when they already know when he's <laughs> yeah. on the flight and they hold the door open for him. Yeah. They're just waiting yeah. for him. Yeah. He, my dad shows <laughs> up. My dad enters the plane just as the door is closing every time. Like he's in, the door closes, they take off. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, we got one more. We got one more. Would you rather for you guys before we wrap up the show? And that one is going to be. And we'll start with. We'll start with. You know what? We'll. Um, We'll go Carney, Coop, Tony, and then Junior, and then we're going to wrap up the show. So that would, it is going. By the to be- way, I'm going to jail too. I'm going okay. to jail. Coop, you going coma. to jail? Coma. 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 No way. Coma. I, I, I won't know it. I won't know what's happening. Coop, what, what about the muscular atrophy after ten years? You're not going to be able to walk. I I might I, I probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't be able to move because I'd probably be beaten <laughs> to a pulp. <laughs> 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 All right. So first one is uh, so the next one is: Would you rather have everyone you know be able to read your thoughts, or for everyone you know to have access to your internet history? Sure. Go I'll go first. Yeah. I- internet internet history. Go ahead. I got nothing to hide. <laughs> anything I'm hiding, anything I'm hiding is up here. So internet history. Go for okay. it. Coop. What about you? Oh, same same as Carney. Uh, internet history. Open book. All righty, Tony. Internet history, dude. What are they going to find? Porn? You know what I mean? Who doesn't look at porn? Right? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I feel like Junior's going to say the same thing. No. I mean, he, he has a valid point. Like, shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have a twisted head. Like, I'm Lido's kid. Like, like, I can't have yeah. people reading that shit. Like, Jesus. We, no, you definitely don't want yeah. that. That's we funny. already we already share a lot of the thoughts that aren't going on yeah, exactly. that are going on in our head. So I can't imagine 
uh, or the ones that aren't being said. So I think that's the safest, <laughs> safest for everyone, right? Most definitely. Absolutely. Well, guys, it's been a fun time here. We've had a great time. I want to thank all of you and to Toledo for being on the show as well. Once again, uh, thank you to Abe and Paul and everyone down at uh, KMA for allowing us to be here today and doing the takeover. It's been a very special day. We're honored to be here and be a part of uh, your world uh, at KMA. Uh, so with that, it's time to sign off. Don't forget to follow us, Smoking Tobacco. You can visit smokingtobacco.com. Check us out on social media, our YouTube channel, and everywhere you get your podcasts. The Smoking Tobacco Show and the Spare Note series are on there, so hit that subscribe button. Tonight, as I said before, Coop and I will be back together on, on screen for the Spare Note series. That's at yep. 9 p.m. Eastern on our Facebook, YouTube accounts. So you can check us out there. And, um, and, and and I have one last thing, too, you know, because I've been I've been following the comment section along here. So thanks for the Discord group for providing endless entertainment. If you heard me laughing or we saw are me laughing. Family. Family yeah, mainly right because of what they've been saying. Discord it's been a riot. Fam. And then, and then, lastly, uh, Ronnie Hasha had uh, had mentioned, "Will this be the first show?" So, on behalf of Paul's wife, as a sommelier, I think she'd be very proud of what he mixed together today and the taste he put to the uh, to the episode. So, well done behind behind scenes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and huge thanks to Paul for for being there and, and helping us. Yeah, today we, we and, pick and on him, but yeah, he's good. He is good. He is good. He, he gets yeah. a little bit of flack, but he is good at what he does most of the time, uh, as probably Abe would say. Yeah. Um, so, no, thank you to to him as well. And, uh, and Matt, I, I don't know if, like, there's any time between now and when you, like, upload this to YouTube or whatever, but, like, you should right now, like, for the credits, put some of the memes that the Discord guys make. We're just <laughs> the best memes I've ever seen in my life. That's a Paul thing, so we'll shoot that over to Paul. Paul, you should get definitely get some of those and put those up on the screen. I think I have That's a bunch of work, saved. Paul. I'll text them to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely send those over. Uh, don't forget to check out the Smoke in Social. And next week is going to be a best of KMA. So don't forget to check that out. It's going to be a great time. And with that, that's a wrap, guys. That's a wrap. It's over. It was a great show. Thank you to everyone for watching and listening with us and being here with us on Saturday morning. And uh, we'll see. Lit. Keep it lit.